Are you struggling to regain sustainability in your life and create a positive life stance? If so, listen in as courageous women share their empowering struggle of how they came through the trenches to restart and recreate a victorious life worth living. They took their power back, learn the secrets of how they did it, and you can too. Welcome to the Real Heart Talk podcast and 360 Network for Women. And here's your host, Pamela Duran. I'm so happy to be here with you today and to have Elizabeth Nancy Jansen. She is an author, educator, speaker, dating and relationship coach. And she was formerly in healthcare work in Ontario where she observed the connection and disconnection of making systems work. It was all about successful relationships and leveraging them. She has overcome a trauma in her life several traumas, actually, she's going to share with us tonight. And she, through that, she's discovered her purpose of helping others find love. She um, helps single women over 40 find the love that they want and deserve based on their own core values. So I'm so happy to have you here today, Elizabeth. And I hear you have a fabulous book, and I'll let you tell us about that. If you want to start off with your book, sounds like uh, a connection for others that they can understand relationships and move to the next level. Well, thank you so much for having me here. I'm really pleased to be here with you. And yes, I've published this book and it is Bride Doll. And um, this has been quite a story in the making. It is a romance novel and it, it is, I'm all about love. And the story is the main character is Naya and um, it's set in northern, in, in northern Ontario, Canada. And it uh, is, you know, love has no age limit. And this is a love story. And you can see that uh, it starts with generational love from Naya's grandmothers right through to her getting married at 21. And then there was trauma, trauma in her marriages and then ultimately finding her true love. And the bride doll, the significance of the bride doll is that in her young, young life, and you know, the bones of it is memoir. And I wrote this book with, and gave it the title bride doll because I'm a woman of 68 years old and I don't mind telling my age, I love being 68. For many, many reasons. <laughs> and uh, the in the 50s, I was born in 1954. So that's when Cinderella came out. And, you know, Cinderella, the bride, Prince, I, I have to tell you, I fell for it, the true love hook, line and sinker growing up. And I came from very humble beginnings. But my grandmother, she gave me this bride doll for Christmas one year. And I just couldn't believe this bride doll and it had the crown and the veiling and you know the gloves came off and this diamond ring came off and the shoes and it was just the the dress was outstanding with the crinoline and I mean I was over the moon so I played with this bride doll played with this bride doll and 
you know, of course it was a little girl's dream, a little girl's fantasy. Of course, life was not like that at all. Right. So this is a beautiful story of, of exactly going through Naya's life at 21 when I was a bride or when many of my readers are bride. And in fact, this book has been read by many, many people. It's five-star reviewed. Mm-hmm. And um, you can get it anywhere on Amazon, any of the bookstores uh, at uh, Chapters, Indigo, and mm-hmm. in the US, uh, what it, Barnes and Noble, and, and anywhere online. It's also on Audible. So get yourself a copy. It's a great read. And um, let me know what you think. You know, I'm on all social media. I'd love to hear. And there's also a book trailer if you want the short version, which is great. I'm promoting myself. I don't care. <laughs> very That's what we're here for. No, I'm happy for that. I mean, you yeah. talk so about it. Does your um, story that we're going to talk about tonight, how you triumphed over tragedy. Yeah. Is it part of your book? Is it part of your story in your book? Absolutely. And that love is ageless and you can't, you know, it does really tell, it really helps the reader, helps, helps women find true love. It does, mm-hmm. this book does describe what true love is and that you can see on the cover that it is ageless. And it, take, it takes maturity to find true love. But that's yeah. what I do. I teach what true love is so that at any age you can identify it and see it we're not taught what true love is you know we go in and we find a boyfriend and we we we're hopeful and we try to align but we don't know how to do it Mm -hmm. that's what a real dating and relationship coach Mm -hmm. is all about yeah and people are reluctant to get coaches, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is what I find frustrating with women. And maybe, you know, when it's not working out for you, get yourself a good coach. Just like if you have heart disease, physical heart disease. Here's my healthcare professional coming out. You should tell <laughs> your audience that I'm 37 years as a physical therapist. So as a physical therapist, I know how to get to the point of pain, right? So I've treated millions of patients and I can get into someone's physical space so easy and and with love and care. Mm. Be it a broken arm, be it a stroke patient, be it a burn patient, a head injured, be it a baby in NICU, you know, in neonatal care unit or be it, you know, in a palliative care unit, as a physical therapist or ICU, I can get very close and intimate and caring and treat that patient. But so I find being a dating and relationship coach, that's very intimate in someone's space, be it physical, even if it's virtual, I still feel a physical, like right now, I feel mm-hmm. I'm in your physical space, yes. emotional space. I don't mm-hmm. have a hard time with this at all. Right. But when you have a heartbreak, you know, it's, or a, a heartache, it's like 
a huge, bigger than a shoulder pain, like a frozen shoulder or like a, a huge, huge, you know, like your back is in so much pain. It's worse than that. You know, it's worse than that. But so many people suffer in isolation and they've had it for so long and they're so depressed. Well, why suffer alone and keep the depression going down? Loneliness in the US, well, in North America, is a greater problem than diabetes and obesity. I would Loneliness. agree. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so, and you know, the suicide rate is only going up. And like, I don't want to put a damper on this beautiful conversation, but every woman deserves to be loved. And that is my purpose. And we'll get to that. But women, you know, just like if you had a heart ache or a heart cardiac issue, you would go to a cardiologist. Yes. Yes. If you are having trouble in love, and keep repeating old love patterns or keep pining away for the husband who left you after a divorce. Why? That person never deserved you. You need to get on with the light and the beautiful love that lays before you. You need a coach to help you get there who knows how to have, find the partner that you aligned with beautifully. Mm -hmm. What are you waiting for? You know? <laughs> I'm so, ready to just hire you and I'm married. <laughs> you know, but you see, that's true. Is, yeah. It's yeah. true. It's true. So, so many people, they, they think it's, um, they just sit dormant. And, you know, the biggest thing people, you know, uh, Dan Pink just wrote a book on regret. And what the biggest thing that adults regret is inaction, mm -hmm. inaction. So I, I worry for women that stay stuck. And so what got me to this point? So let's go back to what, so that, you know, people understand what got me to this mission of and purpose of love. So I can tell from you speaking that you have experienced something that's created that hole and you have come through that. And I want to hear about it because it sounds very powerful and empowering for women. Absolutely. So this hole was, was pretty big, but it's, it's filled with love and the love is, is overflowing now. So I, I can generate love. And uh, what happened to me in my 40s? So I'm a, a mother of four and I was married for the second time. And uh, what would look like, you know, I had the, the beautiful family of four, uh, two children from my first marriage and a beautiful uh, daughter and son. So two boys, two girls. And this, I was 41 when I had my youngest boy. And he was born with autism. And that just, it was mm -hmm. the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm. And I had the, my husband was a lawyer. The third child was a gorgeous, you know, beautiful little girl. The other, my older daughter was, was 14 
and my young, older son was 12 and the third daughter was two and my son was one I was and I was or born just born in 41 so you could see the age difference yes. and um I had I was director of physiotherapy or director of a rehabilitation unit of 20 physiotherapists occupational therapists and social workers so I had a big job everything was you know two cars in the garage big beautiful house big social life Everything looked great on the outside. And I couldn't believe I had this child with autism. And as he grew older, I'll give you a, a picture of what it was like when he was eight. So he would have a temper tantrum, like beyond belief in the, in the morning. So I would just be getting, trying to get ready for work. So this would be, like 7 30 in the morning and he'd be I'd be trying to put my makeup on so I'm going to say in five minutes mm -hmm. he would have be banging his head against the wall 50 times oh my goodness yeah yeah so Bless my husband my husband would be showering and trying to avoid the whole situation I'd be trying to get his top getting him dressed but he'd refuse to wear the outfit he'd be searching for the in the dirty laundry for his favorite top and mm -hmm. it'd have mess on it but he it the, it would be impossible that's the top and those are the pants he would wear to school that nope I'd have to put it it would be a fight the school bus would be the little school bus would be waiting for him and it's snowing out and he he refuses to put his boots on everything anyway he gets to school he's in the I get finally get to work get my coffee it's 9 30 I'm late I'm sipping my coffee thinking okay my job is my respite thank god and I get a call from the school it's quarter to 10 come get him he's kicked out the window in the classroom oh my goodness and I have a staff meeting starting at 10. I call my husband and he refuses to go get him. Oh, I can't you know, imagine what is going through your mind right at that moment. And by the time he's 10 years old, he's had at least three police takedowns at the schoolyard. Oh my goodness. You know, so this, and he's nonverbal. He's nonverbal. Mm. So in Ontario, they, you know, he's, and he's a beautiful boy. He's a beautiful nice. boy. 80% of the time, he's wonderful. 20% of the time, very violent with mm. his behaviors, acting out. So my way of coping was alcohol. And when he was asleep at night, when he would finally get to sleep around nine o'clock, I would just go right for the bottle. Mm. And that didn't help anyone. It didn't help me, didn't help him, didn't help my family. And I crossed the line. And, you know, even my friends, when they knew I wasn't coping, let's go out for a drink. Let's, let's go out for a drink. You know, everything was around alcohol and mm. I caution women how if easily it happened to me to cross the line. And um, 
I just couldn't accept. I tried to make, I was trying to make him normal. Like if he could just speak when he was by 10, if he could just do this, if he could, other people with their kids with autism, they did so much better. Like I was comparing and I was trying, I couldn't accept him as he was. And I just had a breakdown and I hit, you know, as alcoholics say, I, I hit my bottom. Mm. And I, I hit it so hard that I, you know, I'm not exaggerating when I say I had to look up to see my bottom. That's how hard I hit. Mm. I just feel your pain so much through this because it's your child. You love them unconditionally. But you, I mean, I would just not know what to do. I mean, I'm sure you were in a more more of a state of just you know alcohol is the only thing the only reprieve that i have you know so and so his family, hit the bottom yeah go ahead his family you know well his two his sister that was two years older i had to protect her because he was violent toward her mm-hmm. and then when i had to place him in you know in a, a home i just mm-hmm lost it because I had to protect her mm-hmm. and then yeah. I went really into protection a- for him as well I mean because you know they're equipped you know to for that you know for an autistic child that is violent and nonverbal. so I mean I know that would be horrible and a hard decision for you and it was very brave of you. I appreciate you, your courage to come on and talk about this because it is happening. I mean, a lot of families are dealing with this and they need to see your story of how you made it through. You know, a lot of times we do turn to alternatives, but, you know, if we keep our focus on that one true light, you know, it's going to come back like the love in you, your love light didn't burn out all the way and that hole started to mend, yeah. you know, little by little. So what age was he when you placed him? 12 he was 12 and uh i went into rehab well i went into uh, a psychiatric unit for two months when i placed him because i couldn't bear it i just couldn't bear it and then from there i i was determined i was going to stop drinking because Mm -hmm. i i needed help and i asked for help Yes. And, you know, if I could give people, women, a message when you realize that if you think you have, if you're thinking you might be drinking too much, you likely are. And to ask for help because help Mm -hmm. is there. And, uh, you know, I I don't regret for a minute because, you know, from once I got into recovery, Mm. Of, of which I have 14 years of recovery now and that's great that's very great thank you but then everything turned around for me because mm. then I could accept my alcoholism and once I accepted my alcoholism I could accept my son's mm. autism and I didn't I stopped trying to fix it and accept it. And once I did that, mm. I could see only the love in him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, his that 
that 80% of was all beautiful love. And the more he could love and I could minimize the everything that was making him uh, all the things he didn't like or all the things that were irritating him, if I could fix those things, mm -hmm. they, the, his reaction, his negative behaviors were less and less. So That's now funny. he's, you know, he's this gorgeous man who <laughs> he, he has very, very few outbursts. In fact, they're almost non-existent. Wow. And he has a beautiful, beautiful life. Mm. He still has 24-hour care, but he lives in his own place. That's and uh, he has a high, high quality of life. Mm. And so do I with my true love. Yeah. So speaking of that, did what how was your what was your husband doing this whole time that all this was going on with your son and you and and when you placed him in the home i mean what happened with him he was hiding he just he emotionally detached he wanted mm. nothing to do with it so he this was an example of i didn't align myself properly with a partner you know this was a this was a marriage that should never have taken place. It was someone that I thought I was attracted to. Like I was very attracted to intelligent men. Mm -hmm. I was attracted to all the things that I really liked his family. I, I liked a lot of things that I, I thought would make a good marriage, but I didn't align with the important things about finding true love. Mm -hmm. And that's what I offer in my coaching, you know, and this is a program that I'm offering right now. And I'm doing a workshop, a webinar, and that's going to be on October 12th. And it's redesign your love blueprint, mm -hmm. how to have the love you want. Mm -hmm. And um, it's all going to be around how, how you find and work your own core values okay and how many many more things but it's it's all based around that but how you do this specifically around yourself okay so how you design your own blueprint so if i asked you right now to, to for you to architecturally design a house could you do that mm -hmm. Yes. You could do it? I could, yes. You could. I'm from a family of builders, so. <laughs> there you go, good, good. That's, that's fabulous. Yeah. So, but the average person, the average woman could not do that. Or could you architecturally design, a, mm -hmm. you know, a true love for yourself mm -hmm. if you were a single woman, right? Yeah. So totally aligned from what mm -hmm. you desire, what, what you don't want from your previous love experience and match that to and just focus and stay mm -hmm. right to aligning with your core values and stay on track with action plans exactly on how to get it as well. I can see you, that I can see that your experience with I'm sure your ex-husband now, <laughs> you know, your son's father really, really caught just compelled you and propelled you into this to help others so that they 
are not alone when they're going through these tragedies so that they are aligned with that right person, the love of their life that's going to support and love them and stand beside them and not just abandon. I mean, it sounds like he just abandoned you in your greatest time of need. So I can see where your passion is. You're wanting to help other women reach that love of a lifetime. Yes. And it's in my book as well in uh you know he just totally his way of well it's a it's a love attachment style you know he was Mm -hmm. fearful and avoidant Mm -hmm. he just avoided the whole situation so it's a characteristic pattern anything he didn't like so Mm -hmm. certainly you know that's something that i do with my coaching as well to find Mm -hmm. out someone's attachment style and you want to be with a mature attachment style not fearful and avoidant, and not fearful and anxious. So you're always looking for a mature attachment style. So that's really important. And that's the partner, that's the husband I have now, my third marriage. So no one wants to recommend you have to go for a third marriage. But if you're 25 years old, or 21 years old, you want to have a coach like me to say, this is what you need to look for. This, these are, you know, this, this is who you are what your attachment style is now these are things you might want to think about and move toward and this is how you move toward a mature attachment style and And i can tell because you're glowing when you talk about him yes (laughs) so i can tell he is your aligned love of your life so that's wonderful and that's you know the story tells you about it Mm -hmm. and tells you how you can recognize your true love when you can recognize one of your core values in someone else displaying mm. yes, and in yes. the story I saw my man doing mm. one of my core values in action mm. and I went right over and introduced <laughs> myself yes you, know, you, awesome. <laughs> you have to take that leap of faith and that action yes that matters oh i'm so glad that you could join us here today and share and i would love to get your book and one thing i thought about is it starts within you that's that's my book that i have in pre-order right now is it starts within you heart mind emotions to see but you have to love yourself and then honestly you would just attract your alignment to you and i'm sure you cover that in your in your webinar and your seminar so i can't wait for people to join you and understand their alignment and really step into love because i i am all about be the love i want to have a love conference so that's going to be coming up maybe in a couple of years i've got to get a person from every state you know so i want to have that happen but i really appreciate you being vulnerable and courageous and brave to share your story you know, I put down the three A's, you know, you went from having an autism, autistic child to alcoholism to an awesome mom. So you, awesomeness, I just put awesomeness down is what I put. <laughs> so I am excited to read your book and see how you came through that because it, it definitely is a powerful message for others um, to not turn to alternative things, but really love themselves and get the help that they need. And I'm so happy that you did because you're here today with us and you're here to change people's lives, get them connected to the right people and to share their life, their love life with them for the turn, you know, the end of their life. (laughs) 
their sunset years, whichever you want to call it. But um, I love that. So where can people find you on social media and your email address or website? Yes. So um, I'm on social media. So TikTok, Elizabeth Nancy Jansen. I'm having fun. So people to please follow me on TikTok. I'm on Instagram, Jansen Elizabeth Nancy, Facebook, Elizabeth Nancy Jansen, and Twitter. Uh, uh, love, true, true love coach 11, Elizabeth Nancy Jansen. You'll find me. Oh, wonderful. And my website is www.elizabethnancyjansen.com. Awesome. So everyone, if you are feeling like you cannot find the love of your life or you're in the wrong love of your life, Miss Elizabeth Nancy Jansen can help you find that alignment. And she's got a webinar coming up on the 12th. I will include the details in the podcast notes. But reach out. And if you need help, if you're going through something, whether you're alone, if you're depressed, if you're struggling with alcoholism as Elizabeth struggled with and overcame you can overcome that too it does not have to have an emotional hook in your life you can break free from that today and I am so happy that Elizabeth that you were on the show and thank you for sharing from your heart I really felt your message and lives are going to be changed and connections love connections are going to be made I can't wait so thank you so much much love Thank you for joining us today on the 360 Network for Women and Real Heart Talk podcast. We're so happy you could join and hope you stay tuned for the next episode.